Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This better be important, Sylvanas. And more importantly, what are those scourge fiends doing here? <laughs> World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the instance. And maybe you're here for the first time. Welcome to it. It is December 18th, 2020. We are here to talk about World of Warcraft and Blizzard at large. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Hey, dude. 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 Where's my car? <laughs> yeah, where's my car, dude? Uh, it's nice I've been moving a long time. Yeah, I understand. It's funny. You and I share a, an affliction today. My sciatic hurts and you, your spine hurts. So I have a pinched nerve. So yeah. yeah. I'm hiding a heating pad and a scarf doing my best Patrick Beja impression. Yep. We will now sing a rendition of Over 30 and We Know It by Scott <laughs> If you're over 30 and you know it, get some pain. <laughs> Over 30 and you know it, get some pain. There you go. Over 30 and you know it. And your back's starting to show it. If you're over 30 and you know it, you're lame. There. Yeah. That's the entire yeah. song. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to change the lyrics to What's My Age Again to Nobody Likes You When You're 33. Oh, there you go. I like yeah. that, too. Add 10 years to that. Nice. Uh, well, it's good to be here. We're going we're gonna to do a show regardless and push through. we got a bunch to talk about in World of Warcraft. Uh, also, a little special conversation I had with Patrick Beja outside of the show that you at home are going to hear, and live people will not. But I had a, a pretty lengthy discussion with him about a certain technical alpha he was invited to this week, and he is currently playing, and what he thinks about said alpha. We'll get to all that in a minute, but let's start with these side quests. Big changes coming to Torghast. It's almost like they listen to the show, and everyone else's show for that matter. Because <laughs> uh, we've all been sort of saying it. But uh, big stuff coming to Cor- Torghast and soon. I know there's a couple of people in our chat that are literally in their Torghast runs right now, or a Torghast run right now. We wish you luck while we discuss this. And I really, truly hope that you don't get feared 50 times to Sunday while you're in your run to level 6 of that of that run. Okay? Good luck to you. Because fears can F right off. See these two birds, Garrett? These birds are for the fears. No more fears. Tears for fears is what I have. Anyway, uh, if you're likely ready to rip your hair out about some of these things, um, like those fears, you can't interrupt. I think we all knew something was uh, going to come, something big, maybe integral to the uh, to the experience of running Torghast, since it's such an integral part of the game now. And we've got some tune- tuning coming. Here's a quote from Blizzard. In summary, we want to reduce the length of the Torghast run, increase players' success rates for a few specializations that are struggling more than others, and give players more options to deal with when it comes to challenges in Torghast. So, here's the basics of the breakdown. There's an entire patch or a, a post on their forums slash site that explain all this. But layer difficulty nerfed across the board, so it's going to be less hard, and that mostly means for everyone but a few very lucky classes and mostly tanks and healers, honestly. Uh, 
they're sort of tearing through this content, not having too much trouble, except for maybe some boss stuff and some crowd control T- stuff. Tear- tearing through it is an interesting choice of words. <laughs> we are getting through without issue, but it still takes for goddamn ever. Yeah, it's still an hour sometimes. I mean, the the, the yeah. six level run I did the other day, you know, two days ago, it was easily that. Um, the six level run I did last week was uh, was great, but it took about forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, the seven level run. Uh, I tried this week, took about an hour before dying on floor four twice. Yeah. So I wasted about two hours there, went back to six, still couldn't beat it on six. Yeah. So I wasted my entire evening and got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Uh, and kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, this is awful and I hate it now. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. 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 I and then uh, then they nerfed it and I still can't, I still had a really bad uh, layer seven experience post the nerf. Mm. Where again, I got about forty minutes in, got the level four of a layer seven, and could not beat the boss. Yeah, well, there's part- just nothing I could do because I got offered absolute shit abilities. Yeah, and so my only option was to just take my ball and go home and start over, all over. And have had just so this week I've wasted roughly four hours and got nothing to show for it <laughs> in uh, in Torgas. So Torgas uh, can kiss my ass this week. Yeah, it's not great. I, I mean, part of it for me is is the game needs to be more rewarding for partial runs, and then the difficulty curve is le- is more forgivable because you can go home with something. I think it, right. they need to figure out like, is this a chore you run every week because you need soul ash, or is this a thing that is supposed that I'm supposed to lose time on? Because right. when it's both, it feels horrible. Yeah, yeah. If it's something I'm supposed to lose time on and not get my uh, my cap for the week, it feels really, really bad. I want it to be fun and rewarding. Right now, yeah. it's a mix of fun and frustrating. So we got to balance <laughs> that out. Yes, it's the the. The highs are medium and the lows are underground. <laughs> that's where that's where yeah. Torghast is. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. They also said health nerfed across the board is happening. That means every character, not not you, the character, but the the, the creatures you're fighting, all the NPCs, uh, the mobs rather, will be uh, have their health nerfed, damage reduced for four and five player groups. So that means you'll be less able to just annihilate the place i assume they're talking about your damage they didn't get into that very far but major cooldowns reset at the end of a floor i really like that idea because sometimes i'm being way too precious with some of my longer cooldowns and holding on to them for too long and then don't use them when maybe i should because i know that right around the corner i'm gonna have to fight another floor and i don't want to have to wait for those cooldowns so that's kind of nice uh i like that i use them like crazy yeah uh, anima cells drop more often in rares slash starting anima cells offer more and stronger anima power respectively. So those, those upgrades and affixes are going to be more powerful and better. Uh, went on to say nerfs to difficult enemies like massive crusher, tower sentinel, skeletal remains and more. So that's coming, uh, torments that spawn creatures, health and damage reduced by 50%. Jeez. That's a big, that's a big drop. And upper yeah. reaches health bonuses massively reduced to 10% bonus health. Unnatural power no longer prevents CC effects at 10 stacks. So that's a big one. This yeah. is what was just ruining my night earlier in the week yeah. when I was trying to get through Torghast. Yeah, the, they into that. It I and I hadn't I wasn't originally looking at the the buffs that were stacking on the enemy. I I thought it was an enrage effect because it was hitting it like 25% on the dot almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, it, it just it was it was real rough. And the wing this week was it fractured hulls, I think. Yeah. Um, the 
the caster like uh, you know door to the next level boss is not the final boss but like the level bosses yeah. that are casters that run that that do sin bolt and also pacify you <laughs> yeah they can were the big i have never hated this game more <laughs> yeah they can i've never uh, wow has never made me angrier and i've been spawn camped like <laughs> yeah they can eat a turd uh those yeah. guys because they are they they just make it unfun it's just like it's too much it's not good yeah so for those of you who are listening to this saying, ah, buck up, it's supposed to be hard. No, I want I want the difficulty curve, but it's it's needed it's needed balancing and tuning, and they know that, and that's why they're doing it. So I want endless halls to, to be hard. I want the thing I have to do every week for Soul Ash to be achievable in a time that doesn't make me want to repair out. Right. Who wants to do that? Literally no one. If there is someone who's like that, you're you're a sadist. Do it. Why do you want to do that to yourself? <laughs> and this is my favorite. Hey, new no judgment. Of the game. No judgment. If you like it, that's, that's well, that's whatever. Cool. I, mean, I, I don't want to kink shame here. Or anything. But soul ash is so integral to this expansion. Yeah. It's just like I just give me my soul ash. Yeah, and give it to me. Hmm. I mean, this is the big. This is the big thing. Like, give me something meaningful to do to get it. But but can we try to make it not feel like work? That's always the thing with these things. And I want to make something really super clear here because our main dis- our main discussion today is about travel and I have a lot to say about that um, based on the last couple of weeks of play. But like a lot of things in this expansion, my biggest hangups right now are relatively, Torghast is kind of major, but relatively small stuff. And I think that's a good sign actually because when the game itself, the expansion itself is a strong showing enough that I'm I'm left complaining about smaller things, some quality of life stuff that maybe needs improvements or used to be there but isn't now or or whatever. I'm much happier to be nitpicking those things than I am saying major systems are failing um, because they're not overall. I feel like this is good. Their attention to Torghast is going to be important for that particular system. But overall, I really like, uh, um, I almost said insurance gains. Why am I saying that? Um, insurance gains? That's not what I mean. When you, when you, uh, you, you got the... Uh, you got the faction, uh, faction shit. What's it called? Faction rep, Covenant? rep, rep games, rep gains. Like, like, Gaining, I couldn't get that word you, out. I don't know why that Scott, game. Please reset your Scott Johnson. Yeah, that, that, that word was playing like a Gears of like War that. freaking hide behind cover kind of mechanic right then. But anyway, that's what I mean is rep gains. gains. Yeah. I like that way better now than I have in a long time in the game. I really like the way Renown works. I really like the way Covenant missions work. I like so much about what's happening that it's just the little things are bubbling up now. You know, little stuff mm-hmm. that's fixable. Whether the, their priorities or not, I don't know, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I'm with but, you. I'm with yeah. you on that, man. Like, I, I'm really, I'm still over the moon with this expansion. Um, this is the first week I got real mad at it, though, which was the Torgas stuff, which has been nerfed, but still had a rough post-nerf expan- uh, experience with it. Um, yeah. Like I, yeah, I think I'm just gonna do layer sixes and just not and just give up the soul ash that I missed this week because it's just not worth the time investment. It's not gonna happen for him. No soul ash um, for you. Um, tell us about well, speaking of our souls and whether they're in trouble or not, tell us what Greg Ghostcrawler Street announced this week. Yeah, especially if your soul is in, in, uh, concerned about how much free time it has. <laughs> uh, former Blizzard designer Greg, you might know him better as Ghostcrawler, last name Street. Uh, let it fly that Riot is making an MMO uh, and they are hiring for it as well. Uh, in his tweet, he said, quote, I have news. My recent job at Riot has been help, uh, has been to help develop the League universe, which we're going to need because it is time. My new job is to kick off a big, some might say massive game that many of you and many rioters have been asking us to create 
PS, we're hiring. He went on to just beat us over the head with it that, yes, he was sending out an MMO in case it wasn't already obvious. Yeah, it seemed obvious to me in the language where he says, uh, because, let's see, we're kicking off some, something big. The parenthetical. Some might say massive. <laughs> um, but later he had to clarify because someone asked, Wayne, are you guys making an MMO? He says, yes, we're, we're making an MMO. Yeah, we're, we're making an MMO. This is significant for me because this is Greg Street talking. Any other buddy, anybody else in charge of this project, I think I'd care a little bit less. There's a, there's a legacy to Greg that I think uh, is palpable in the WoW community in a way that isn't with others that have left the company. Um, when he left in 2015, late 2014, whatever it was, one of his last yeah. things he ever did was sit and try to answer questions at our live show at BlizzCon that year when asked about uh, the new the new flying thing, which is when that started. You're not going to get to fly at the end of this expansion. You're going to have to wait and do some stuff. And they were they were talking about not letting you fly and gating it. And it was very controversial. That was kind of the last we heard then. But I thought, oh, Riot's hired him. OK, what's he going to do? And that was all stuff that didn't seem like Greg's stuff, like working on the league team, working on some other stuff. Oh, we've got a bunch of projects underway. So he's helped he's with that. He's got a lot of experience balancing, right? Yes, like, lots of balance sense. experience. Game, game balance is applicable to more than just the same genre of game that you're balancing on. Well, and explaining um, themselves a lot, right? Like he was a great yeah, mouthpiece I mean, I, for Blizzard. I, I'm with you too. Ghostcrawler still carries clout, clout with me. I, I like Greg, uh, you know, despite how many times he nerfed Paladin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I like I like the way the dude's brain works. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I mean, hell, uh, here we have it. Scott, a ghost crawler tweet with more information about Riot's next game than an entire trailer of Mass Effect. Yeah, it is a little bit weird for them to basically make this announcement th- through through a vice president's tweet online. But having him there and being kind of big wig over this particular project has me more curious about this. And it's really a world I haven't cared that much about the lore of those characters I don't care much about. I don't even know the lore of those characters. I, mean, I know I, it, I know it exists, and I am could not be less interested in figuring out what it is. Because MOBA characters, to me, with the exception of Heroes of the Storm, tend to be analogs, and in Dota's case, like straight up ripoffs, because they were you know it was based in Warcraft three. But yeah, but they're basically analogs to all the stuff you could do in Warcraft. So Warcraft character types, like the Lich King, and like you know a Wisp, and like whatever, like this combination of of different character types. And not so much characters that also are archetypes as well, which is. Which I don't know. You're talking about Pudge is the most uh, unique and original character design I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, although now I'm talking Dota, I know the name of literally no league characters, so I can't help you there. I'm no. I am zero expert either. <laughs> I really like their new card game. I know you're not super sold on it, but I like it. The uh, Legends of Runeterra. Uh, yeah, I, I mean you're not alone, man. Yeah. You're not alone. I think it's um, cool. I, re- I really do not care for it, but uh, it's 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 making Hearthstone sweat. Yeah, a it's bit. a nice. It's got a nice thing going on there. I really, I I really enjoy um, uh, the, what little I played of Valorant. I'm terrible, so I just get my ass handed to me. But I kind of like what Valorant's doing. Like they've got big stuff that's happened lately, and all kind of recently. Like this is all new stuff, and now to hear they're working on this shouldn't be, I guess, a giant surprise, except to say. You know, this is a Tencent-owned company. Probably means this is a meant to be a major impact in the Chinese market or in the Asian markets uh, as well as here. But having Greg there with his finger on the pulse of the thing makes me actually interested to see what they freaking do. So, 
let's keep our eyes on the prize there and see what the hell happens, Greg. And Greg still yep. listens to the show, so he may be hearing all this and just like rolling his eyes because of how little we know. But Greg, that just means you got to come on and we'll do an interview again. Let's do that. Well, well, Scott. Uh, speaking of things that we're not sure if we should be excited about, what's going on with Diablo Immortal? Well. Um, I was going to tell you all of it, but I'll only tell you part of it because it turns out Patrick Bejas had his hands on a uh, his own his very own copy, <laughs> his own digital phone copy of the technical alpha that was just announced via video by Wyatt Chang. Uh, he is, of course, the head of that particular development team. He took to the internet with a long-awaited update on what is happening with Diablo Immortal these days. We have a much better understanding of what that game is as a result. Some key takeaways: the story set between two and three. This is mostly happening in, uh, in Australia. Not the story, but the test. Uh, so if you, you have access, you're mostly in that part of the world. There are some U.S. and European-based playtesters, Patrick being one of them, but it's it's rare. It's only going to go for like nine or ten days for this phase. One would assume a beta shortly thereafter, but we don't know that either. Uh, there's some interesting notes he, he mentioned. Westmarch is the hub for multiplayer. Uh, the itemization is all new. Legendaries are all self-found, not tradable. They really pushed hard on you know, what of this game is free, which is most of it, and what you would pay for, which is two or three things if you wanted to, but even then you didn't have to. They really seem to be hammering that. Um, this features upgradable weapons. We, me and Patrick get into that, so I won't talk too much about it. And um, yeah, there's a bunch of other systems like Elder Rifts and Level Cap being shorter for the beta but, or the alpha, but longer when it comes out. No energy system. There'll be a battle pass. Like, there's a lot of little things here and there. But what I'm going to do instead of trying to explain it all, I'm going to let Patrick explain what he saw, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he's worried about, and what he is optimistic about. And you'll be surprised how much of this from a non-mobile gamer like Patrick he's actually excited about. So, without further ado, Patrick and I have a conversation. Hey, Patrick, what's going on? Hey, Scott. Uh, so many things. Yeah. It seems 2020 is soon coming to an end. Yeah. Like, not like the world is coming to an end, although it might feel like it, but the year is ending. Yeah. So that's big. It is finally coming to an end. And, um, you know, it's for gamers and, and especially for Blizzard gamers, there's stuff to do finally at the end of this year. We have things to do. But one big surprise of the year is that maybe soon a bunch of people will have one more thing to do, and that is test the technical alpha of Diablo Immortal, which apparently lives. And now this will mostly be people in Australia, but I have it on good authority that this limited technical alpha is somehow in the hands of our very own Patrick Beja. And you're going to tell us a little Ooh, bit about who, your who told you that? Uh, it was a guy, a French guy, can't place the name. Patrick Beja? Oh, right. Yes, oh, that, that, that's okay. pretty good authority on what Patrick Beja is doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got into the, the technical alpha. There's a bunch of... Uh, European and American creators who are in. It's primarily, as you said, uh, it seems a an Australian uh, uh, server and uh, Australian creators that got in. Um, but yeah, a bunch of us dirty Europeans and uh, filthy Americans got into it as well. That's very nice. Did it? Uh, I assume some of this came due to your awesome contacts you still have uh, with the uh, Blizzard folks somehow. Like you don't have to get specific. I, I, I mean. I don't know. I'm sure the people making the decision know who I am, but it's not like my uh, former bosses and colleagues were like, hey, are you interested? And uh, It wasn't that at all. I just mm. got an email one day from a guy who didn't know who I was mm. <laughs> and who didn't know I worked at Blizzard. Mm. And he was like, hey, we're doing this thing with Diablo. Are you interested? And I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So I don't know. I don't think it was like, maybe there was some clout or some, but uh, it wasn't like in the end part of the process. Did he say so anything on maybe the email? Because did, he, did he say on the email, uh, we all have phones, right? He didn't say that to you, did he? <laughs> maybe he did have to ask if I had one, because <laughs> it would have been hard to test it without it. Um but yeah, no, I don't know. I, 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 to be honest, I was bewildered because I never do these kinds of, um, you know, early access testing. I, I specifically have no contact with PR people um, because, you know, a bunch of reasons. But uh, yeah, I was happy to get it. And I was curious about the game. Um, so I definitely was curious to test it out. Well, let's get to that then. So you've had some time with it. And of course, it's limited for characters out of the eventual six that will launch, um, you know, other limitations that just have to do with the fact that this is a, a technical demo or a technical uh, alpha. Uh, for example, the level cap is 40, not the maximum that it will be, which I think they said 45. Yeah. Four, yeah. 45, which I think will eventually be what? 70, 60, 70, whatever it is. I'm not sure. It's around that like 60, 70. Um, I think it's 60, but I'm not. Certain. Okay. And it, and we're talking about a, a, an experience that includes mostly early game stuff and some mid game sort of systems, um, much of which Wyatt sort of, you know, outlined in his video announcement but I am curious from your perspective, like first impressions, does this feel like not just a Diablo game? Because I think it absolutely looks like one. So I assume it feels like one. But does it feel like this is going to be a game that Diablo fans are going to you know, finally drop their I hate mobile guard and actually just play the thing and like it and love it? I mean... This is a really difficult question because, uh, and a, a sore topic because of, you know, the way it was introduced and everything. And uh, I think there are people who are just like angry for some reason um, and who have decided that they hate this and they hate mobile games and they hate Diablo on mobile even more. And they're like, they, they didn't get enough hugs when they were kids or something. <laughs> and they have a principle that says like they have their... Ten Commandments and their uh, uh, the the you know amendments in their own personal constitution and number one of those is I do not like it's not even I won't play but I do not like mobile games yeah. and those people I think you know there are I'm mentioning it because I think there are a few in the Blizzard Diablo community I, I'm like okay those people exist and will be vocal and I think it is it's kind of a little bit pointless to try and argue. Yeah, um, however, yeah. uh, uh, there, there are there's another category of people who traditionally don't really play mobile games, um, and who are more console and uh, and PC gamers, mm -hmm. and who would love to have games that they actually enjoy and who bring the same kind of pleasure as traditional games do on their phone. It just so happens that those uh, uh, those opportunities or those the, the successful um, games in that category has have been rare and uh, or you know rare to non-existent i'm not saying those people don't play mobile games there are a few mobile but, but the two are really different like i don't need to convince you that mobile games are usually quite different from uh desktop pc and console experiences sure, sure. um not just in form but just like in the thing you seek out of a game mm -hmm. like that it usually doesn't provide it to you right um so to very convoluted introduction to say that what Diablo Immortal is, is kind of what it seemed it was going to be when we tried it out uh, at BlizzCon a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. 
And that is, they took the assets and the systems and the characters and the classes from Diablo 3, and they changed them and uh, up, adapted them and filed them down to fit into a mobile Mm. Uh, a, a mobile uh, uh, you know mobile platform mm -hmm. and that's a different kind of work like obviously it's not called Diablo 3 it's called Diablo Immortal but really that's what it is but it's a different kind of work than what they did between the PC version and the console version of Diablo 3 because the PC version and console version are the same game, just adapted, you know, in minor ways to fit the different platform. Right. This is not that. Right. Um, Diablo Immortal uses assets. The best way I can summarize it is it uses a lot of assets from Diablo 3, um, but it is rethought from the ground up to fit the mobile platform. Not just the controls, which is, in my opinion, absolutely like the most important thing is that it controls well, but it's not just that. It's uh, the way uh, the activities are designed, the way the, um, uh, uh, you know, the length of the activities you're going to do, the dungeons are shorter. There are dungeons, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, they, are, they are shorter. You have bounties like in, the, in um, Destiny that you can do a few, a dozen a day that are relatively quick and you'll get something out of. Uh, there are quests, uh, world events, stuff like that and it's also very much a multiplayer game um it's and i'll come back to the controls because i think it's a super important thing but uh, it's a multiplayer game in the old school mmo sense mm. like you have you literally have servers like you not just regions like europe asia and um and the u.s by the way, I'm guessing they're testing on australian servers because mm -hmm. it's the closest to uh Asia mm -hmm. that they have and why not directly in Asia I don't know but I, my guess would be that this is why they're testing there but um but yeah the, you have servers like regions are, are divided into different servers you create a character on a specific server and if your friend creates one on another server then you can't play with them which yeah, is interesting. like that that took me aback it was weird yeah that um, is weird i th the, the, i thought it would be just like a quick friend match makey i don't know mobile style you see this in a lot of games i had no idea that it would be more like a you pick a yeah, home. yeah me neither yeah you kind of pick a home me neither it's it's very weird. I mean, they're saying they, they haven't delved into too much detail um, about this, but they're saying they want to foster, like, server community and life and that kind of thing, yeah. which, you know, uh, we'll have to see about that. Right. But uh, this is a little bit more high-level stuff. What we could test in this one is really, like, uh, the gameplay and, and the moment-to-moment -moment feel of the game. How do you So how do you feel about the controls? Let's get back to those, because that is a key thing. It's, a, it's yeah. the number one thing, as far as I'm concerned, and I... I, I assume, like many of these mobile games, they're probably going to strive for controller support. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But how are the on-screen controls? Uh, so first things first, no controller support. Like it might come down the line, maybe. But not at this uh, stage. But it, that's yeah. not what it's, that's not no controller support. Okay. That's not what it's designed for. Okay. It is entirely designed to be a mobile experience. Okay. And uh, the controls, to get to that, uh, for the first five minutes, I really hated them. Well, not I hated them. I, I couldn't do what I, I couldn't make my character do what I wanted them to do. Mm. Um, and 
keep in mind, I am not a mobile gamer. Mm -hmm. Like I, I do almost um, like most people in the audience, I guess. I'm sure some people play a lot of mobile games, but I, I couldn't, it, uh, it didn't really work, but it was for like five minutes. It took me about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to kind of start getting accustomed to it. And after about that amount, amount of time, I spent an hour or two without thinking about it anymore. It's not, not you know, obviously it's not going to be mouse and keyboard, right? right. It's never going to be that precise. Or maybe for some people it is. There, I don't know if you've ever watched a um, game streaming platform like a Twitch competitor for mobile. Sure. But th there are a lot of those. And the people who play there, they are insanely good at this it oh, makes yeah. me think of you know pc gamers when they first put their hands on a controller mm -hmm. like a console controller mm -hmm. they're like how does this work i don't know like my <laughs> hands are like an octopus <laughs> and it's it you just get used to it right yeah. um but so there are a lot of people who are going to be very very good at this from the get-go for me it was a little bit of a learning curve but not too long and again i'm getting back to the thing that there are a lot of people who just want to hate this uh, they're going to be surprised. It's not, um, it, it becomes pretty good pretty fast. And it becomes quite uh, like, there are changes to the game systems. For example, you have essentially no resource management, almost none, but let's say no resource management. It's all cooldowns. Mm. And that kind of simplification of it makes it not only fit the um mobile platform but it also makes it a little bit more fun and easy to get into and uh, yeah it works honestly what i've tried uh, i've played i don't know maybe 15 hours um and it totally works it's not gonna be your you know the the, the platform where you're the most precise mm -hmm. but is it competent does it work even well like do you, you you stop thinking about it for after a while and uh that's Super important. That obviously. is important. That makes me happy to hear that because that's the biggest hang up of the things that make me fall off these games the quickest. I remember in early days of mobile, there were a couple of Diablo kind of ripoffy sort of, hey, it's like playing Diablo on mobile kind of games. Uh, Demon something Hunter. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, it was very cool at the time because it was like this is the first time I've seen this sort of thing in my pocket and I can just pull this out and get kind of a Diablo fix that way but what usually would drop me off on these sorts of things and the billions of copycats and free-to-plays and microtransactions later is that at a very core level they control poorly and they're not as fun as if i was even playing that game on some sort of other device with a with a controller and some of that's been mitigated now with like services like apple uh apple arcade which arcade. requires controller support as part of game submissions so and mouse and keyboard for that matter, because you can play it on your Mac. But that that idea that you can play it no matter whether you're on screen, on controller, or on a keyboard is is uh, a thing that I think drives a lot of other games to also now add that kind of support, even if they're individual games and not in the arcade. And I've seen some of these crop up as well uh, over on Android. And so you know my my take on that is that people are like, yeah, screens are okay, but it would be great if we had a more tangible way to do this whether it's accessories that have controllers built into them and you snap them mm. to your phone or whatever all that stuff may be so but i really like the idea of blizzard in particular saying all right that's all well and good but here's the primary thing you're going to have your phone for you're going to have it in your pocket and you're going to be sitting waiting for your car to get fixed and you want to play diablo and we want to make that compelling 
for your fingers right away and not have to yeah. set up a bunch of hooch and just play. And I, I, I'm happy to I hear think- that they kind of pulled that off according to what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, for me at least, uh, it works. And and there are two things I want to say about this. Um, the first one is, you know, yes, of course, some people are going to complain that there isn't controller support or would prefer that there is controller support. I shouldn't say people complain all the time. Uh, I understand that. And maybe I would as well. Mm. But the reality of it is you're, you, you're going to have to have a controller with you all the time. It's like, yes, in theory, it, it could be possible, but it's like thinking, oh, I want to play Diablo on my uh, PS4. And I really wish we could uh, connect a keyboard and mouse to the PS4. You're like, no, that's not like <laughs> that's not what it's for. Um, the the design of Diablo Immortal is that you're going to have this in your pocket all the time, and whenever you want to play it, you just whip it out and start playing. And uh, related to the other thing you you were saying, I haven't tried a lot of those, uh, you know, copycat uh, dungeon crawler Diablo. Uh, uh, like games yeah. on mobile mm-hmm. uh but this is not diablo immortal is not and, and i think it's going to be a little bit hard for people to believe me when i say this but this is not mini diablo right this is this isn't like baby's diablo it's not um uh, uh, minecraft dungeons which is super simple right this is diablo on your mobile right like it is a, a big game it might be simplified like uh slimmed down in some areas because it makes more sense on the uh mobile platform but there is a lot in this game like you have everything you would expect from a diablo game like equipment slots ton of them um the uh affixes you have gems you have like a ton of um different characteristics on your character like uh, uh you know different I don't know, like crit chance, speed, et cetera, et cetera, right. that you can optimize. You have, um, you have, uh, 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 ah, I'm. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad you're going this say. direction because I have a question about itemization. Um, speaking of loot and stuff and how it affects you, there is a new system yeah. here that did not exist in previous Diablos. And that is, as described in his video, basically a, an upgrade path or a leveling system per item. So a piece of gear, like a sword, uh, can be upgraded further, which, by the way, if you're into mobile games, this is going to sound very familiar. This isn't all that different than catching multiple Pokemon and then spending them to make a better single version of that Pokemon or, you know, any number of other games like these, uh, you know, card uh, games like Clash Royale or whatever. You you gather the ability cards and the more you have, the, then you can level them up because you have 10 of them and that sort of thing. It sounds like a similar system, although it's more about breaking down junk stuff and then using it to up, upgrade or improve those weapons does that play out pretty well do you like do you like that system so i'm i'm i think this is late game stuff and there's a number of things in the late game which are interesting and also a little bit concerning for the business model um the, this is i think one of them because just to break it down to the easiest uh, uh, explanation. Yes, you have one piece of gear that you can upgrade. I believe there's a limit in the ranks that you can upgrade it to, but regardless, there are also affixes 
that you gain when you upgraded to, a, you know, after a certain num number of upgrades. Um, and to get the upgrade, you need some gold and some crafting material, uh, relatively rare, you know, more or less rare, depending on the upgrade rank that you're going for. Um, and that crafting material you get from uh, essentially disenchanting or disassembling um, weapons and armor that you don't need at the... Um, at the blacksmith. From what I gather, you can't sell weapons, you can only disenchant them. Um, and those crafting materials you can get from playing, but you can also get from buying at a marketplace, um, which is not an auction house, but it's essentially kind of an auction house. But the, the, the marketplace only sells crafting materials and gems, and you can't set your own price. It's, uh, you know, set by the demand and um, uh, supply of the server and stuff like that. But you can use real money to, to buy those. So depending on how it's balanced, um, if you really want a level 10 sword, you have this, this sword that you really like, um, you, uh, you know, if you don't have enough material, um, it will be tempting to go to the marketplace and buy more. Mm. Um, so depending on how it's balanced, you know, if you get enough material, if you play enough uh, by playing the game, then maybe it's not going to be something that will push you to spend real money. And, you know, that is something they're going to have to balance, I suppose. Yeah, they made a big um, deal. They made a big deal in the post uh, or in a follow-up post on their forums. I think it was forums. It may have been on the site, but basically just big, bold letters. This is not the Diablo 3 auction house. And they really, house. really yeah. double no, down of course, on that. They want to avoid that. Yeah, they do. And, <laughs> and even more than that, the items can only be looted and only be looted by you. Like mm. there's no selling of items, no exchanging, no nothing. Your character, when they, when you see someone that has, you know, uh, uh, that type of armor that you're really, if someone built their whole Tal Rasha set, they looted that. They didn't, you know, uh, buy it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that's super important, of course. And it's also important to note that the game is free to play. So, and and from my experience, there's a lot of game in that free to play path mm. um without having to spend money i i expect that at the very least you will be able able to play through the whole campaign which i guess is going to be 20 hours maybe yeah. um without spending money that that's not where the monetization is um there's going to be a battle path as well battle pass sorry as well yeah. um that's pretty pretty classic um but so do you want to dive into monetization? Because I'm sure people are, we can talk about stuff more afterwards. But, well, I mean, monetization um, is going to be the thing that scares people away the most uh, or, or yeah. makes them the most excited that they are doing it a certain way. So I'm, you know, overall, uh, like from what I'm reading here, let's see, I've got it right here. Um, the, there'll be no energy system. That's good news. Cause I hate those. No, uh, that's great. You, you do have a, uh, logging in incentive though, uh, which is, you know, nothing to do with that. Log when you log in and you kill a monster every day, uh, mm -hmm. each day you get a little bonus for killing one mob. And, uh, after, you know, it's, it, it increases in, um, in quality when you do many in a row okay that makes sense so, so, that's so the, there, there are incentives there which but is it's not that's, but that's there's a, no in, there's no energy system that's going to keep you from playing right and then having you pay to get more energy that does not exist that's really good because i hate energy systems in these games and um mobile is egregious with it certainly other other games you know i mean there's 
these login things exist for many games as a services sort of game. I don't have any problem with those. Those those are fine. I hate energy systems though. They make me want to puke. So that's awesome. And the battle pass uh, and and crests, uh, which they talked about a little bit in the video, which I don't know if that's in your alpha or not. Um, uh, yeah, but I haven't reached that point yet. Yeah. Gotcha. So there's there's crests and upgrade stones, yeah. which are. Uh, the two with battle paths and uh, and the marketplace are the actually the four different monetization uh, uh, systems. Mm-hmm. The crests are something that I believe you can get in game, but you can also buy. And I don't know if they will be different types of crests, but they're addition to a rift. They have their own version of a rift in uh, the game. Um, and you can add to a rift when you're going to start it, and your entire party benefits from additional uh, affixes, which can be bonuses or hindrances, right. and additional loot or you know stuff that you get. Right. And so that, we might come back to it, but it's one of the ways that they do it. And the other thing is those affixes that you gain when you upgrade a, um, a, an item are random. Right, they're completely random. Whatever what effects you get, uh, and we don't know how many there are, but like let's say sixty, a hundred, mm-hmm. um, and you have stones that focus the upgrade into families like elementary elementary families, elemental families, mm-hmm. not elementary. Um, and so, if you want a, an upgrade that is a, um, a, a lightning affix. Then you buy a lightning stone, and it will reduce focus the available pool of affixes in that upgrade um, when you upgrade it to only the lightning um, types of affixes. So if you want one of those, then you better your chances of getting it. Right. That has me a little bit concerned because um, it's, it's the whole system. If it's random, and you have one chance out of sixty of getting one, or one out of six of getting it if you pay for it, it's still, you know, or one out of 10 of getting it, it's, you still need to do potentially five of those updates, uh, of those upgrades to the item. And for those upgrades, you need crafting material. So will you have enough crafting material or will that also push you to pay to buy crafting materials from other players? Right. I don't know. The, all of this has to be seen at high level and has to be balanced. And the other thing is the upgrades you get, the bonuses and loot you get from crests and uh, rifts are, so there are seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And the Paragon system, which we, sorry, I, I'm talking a lot, but all of these are interlocked. Sure. And I think it's important to notice this because it's easy to miss them. Um, if, you know, it might not work exactly the way I understand it, but I, I think it might as well. So, mm-hmm. You have a Paragon system, which gives you a point per Paragon level you gain to uh, add to your talent trees. You have Paragon talent trees, essentially, four of them. Each one of them has 100 points available or that you can uh, assign. And you have 400 points for the Paragon system when the game launches. Then you will have new you know, content upgrade uh, updates or seasons, and you will get additional Paragon levels. So a hundred more, and you will have additional, uh, you know, openings in your trees to add uh, points to them. So that means that 
you might be incentivized to go quickly if you want to be like a top competitive player, right? If you want to be the best on your server, sure. you might be incentivized to level very quickly and upgrade your items to get the exact best build in the meta and the exact best uh, affixes that you need on the items. The items you get by playing, but the affixes, it might be a numbers game and you have to, to upgrade a hundred times to get, or maybe, you know, 15 times to get the one you want for that build. And you might uh, want to get a lot of items from rifts with additional crests to get a lot of material and a chance to get the item you really want, stuff like that. And it might be very balanced, but I'm wondering if, you know, how it will work if it is not super well balanced. I mean, Obviously, it's a free-to-play game. At some point, they're going to encourage people to, or not encourage, you're, it's normal that at some point you're going to play, uh, pay something, yeah. right? Yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're pl playing 10 to 100 hours a month, then it's not unreasonable to get you to pay something for the game. Sure, most gamers, uh, so most gamers are willing to at that there. point because they've... You know they're enjoying the yeah. game and they're like, oh yeah, I can, I'm, I can see myself spending ten bucks here. This is cool. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the whole idea. And, and they I think wanna, if it was, they want to curate this game to a degree that drives them to do that, and that's a delicate balance. That's hard to do, or do it right absolutely. without pissing everybody off. You know. And I think if it was only a battle pass, then it would be set. You know, you either pay for it or you don't. But this has the ability, has the potential for the the bottomless pit kind of monetization mm -hmm. which is you know it is more delicate slash dangerous so i'm going to be paying very close attention to that aspect now yeah. with all of that said I, I i i may be a little bit more careful about all of this than others because i i think you know my proximity to blizzard and my i don't think i think i'm just being objective here but I want to make sure that I cover all my angles and corners. So this is really important. Yeah. However, all that said, it seems to me, again, this is conjecture because we don't know how the game will, will handle at end game and max level. It seems to me that there is a lot of free in that game. Like with all of those systems I mentioned, I think you can, easily play the game at your pace if you're not competing for being you know best in your server i think you can play a lot and just enjoy the thing the way it is and uh get a lot out of it without ever paying for anything i i think we'll yeah. see yeah you might not go as quickly as others maybe i don't know but mm -hmm. um yeah it, i mean it, they, they clearly have a they have some like motivation to do this they they want people to be they want to take the, the dark memory we have of 2018's announcement and they want to flip that around as best as they can to say, look, we went dark and quiet and put our heads down and worked for all this time. And now what you're about to see is going to be, a, you know, truly an homage to the game you love on the, on the go and you're going to love it. And it's not going to be egregious with its, with its monetization. And in fact, there's so much there that's free that most of you will never pay a dime. Like that seems to be the messaging and I hope they deliver on that. And I hope so, it's as compelling as it sounds because what I want is the kind of game that drives me to check it every day. Go, I need to get in there and run a couple things. I need to do an elder. They call them uh, elder rifts now, these things. Yes. I want to get in there yeah. and do an elder rift. They don't require keys according to the video. So there's no other weird farming. Oh, you can run them as much as you want. Yeah. And by the way, the crests, uh, all of the members of your party benefit from the crest bonuses. So if, you know, you never pay for anything, but you, you group up with 
people who do, then you're going to benefit from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you, I think you can find crests even without paying. So, uh, all, you know, all of this is, is balance and we'll see how they handle it. But the, the, my main takeaway from it is not necessarily even about the conjecture about the monetization aspects. My main takeaway is that, uh, this is a real Diablo in your phone, yeah. right? And and I know that some people are going to be unconvinced and they're going to have to try it for themselves to see if it's, you know, something that they will jive with or not. And, yeah. and it will be free to play, so you'll be able to do that. Uh, we don't know when it will start, you know. The alpha is going to end in a, a week or 10 days, and then there's going to be a beta at some point. Uh, not too far future, I believe, but I don't know that for sure. And, you know, it's going to roll out. I think it's 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 a, a, a free-to-play game. So they're going to go closed alpha, closed beta, open beta. And by the way, by the time it's open beta, it's essentially launched because it's free. Everyone can uh, start. Um, so in your opinion, but, do you do you see a 2021 that includes... This is a bit out there, so it's a total guess. But do you see a 2021 that might include the launch of Diablo Immortal and the and the launch of Diablo 4? And it's just the, the year no. of Diablo. No. Okay. No, no, no. I, I see Diablo Immortal, yes, possibly, very possibly. I think it's going to launch in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think it's they're getting there. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, in two months. I think it might be even towards the second half of the year, but I think it's going to launch in 2021. Okay. Diablo 4 is 2022, I think. But okay, we'll see. interesting. Uh, we'll have information at, at BlizzCon Line. But the, the one thought I want to, you know, get across, yeah. you know, I said it's Diablo on your phone. And Again, I think there are going to be some people who are unconvinced, but the analogy, which I think really works, is, is let's go back maybe four years, uh, because the answer might be different now, but is your phone camera the best camera you have? Mm-hmm. Probably not, right? Mm-hmm. Your phone camera, if you take your even point and shoot a few years back, you would say, oh, but uh, you have to use the point and shoot. You have to use the reflex camera because uh, it's much better. Mm-hmm. Sure, in theory. Which one is the one that you actually use in practice, mm. right? It's the one you have. That sure. old saying of the best camera is the one you have with you. Right. This feels kind of similar. Is it your favorite Diablo? Yeah. For many people, again, there are a lot of people who only have a smartphone and who play on smartphones all the time, and some people who will discover Diablo and a very competent version of Diablo Mm -hmm. on their smartphones. And I think that's cool in and of itself. But for people who are PC console gamers, maybe you would say, you know, Diablo 3, and I'm in that rank, in that uh, uh, category. Mm -hmm. I think Diablo 3 is still, you know, my preferred version if I want to play and I have all the options. But this is in my pocket all the time, in the bus, at the, you know, queuing at the DMV for some reason. I'm I'm at the DMV uh, or at the doctor's office or maybe even, you know, in my couch and I don't want to get up or I'm in the toilet and it's taking a little bit of time. (laughs) Um, You know, it's always with me. And maybe instead of doom scrolling freaking Twitter for half an hour and feeling like I'm going to die... (laughs) Maybe I should go and kill demons for five or 10 or 15 minutes or three hours. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a compelling offering. I think I agree. Um, I mean, I have always been a little bit more on the side of optimism for this. I didn't feel, I felt like a lot of that hate was mis 
mispointed. The game itself will need to prove all this out, of course, you know, whether it's worth playing or not. But um, I hope some people are listening to this segment of the show and are, are, you know, not jumping to whatever conclusions they came with. And uh, maybe you'd be a little open-minded to what's happening. I mean, obviously, we're still in a bit of a process. Technical alpha is pretty far from complete. But Blizzard does tend to go alpha to beta to release quicker once a, th- once a thing is public and they're talking about it than most. So my, sus- my suspicion... I mean, it's, it's pretty polished. Yeah. It is pretty polished. It's, it's the kind of Blizzard um, beta or Blizzard alpha that you would expect. Yeah. It's not complete. There are a lot of things missing, and we haven't seen a lot of the endgame yet, but um, it, it's pretty polished. Yeah. And honestly, I don't see any person who's a Blizzard enthusiast or blizzard gamer not try this like how would you why would you not give it a try yeah it's it, it would be like a, a level of staunch anger <laughs> that would be kind of i'm sure some people will well but, you literally um, like to i answer, think a lot of people to, will give it a try even people who are a little bit grumpy about it yeah to, to drag out that old phrase again we do literally all have phones like the, to answer their question yeah, well, that yeah. was so poorly I mean, received as we do and and that point of that <coughs> comment wasn't to be hey this is the worst thing we could say it was to say it's ubiquitous. Why not take your Blizzard world on the go? Like, I feel bad that it was that it's turned into such the, a horrible thing. But whatever. The the reason it was so poorly received. Let's not, you know, it was the mismanaged expectations of Diablo Four. Sure. That's the eighty percent of the reason, and we've already discussed it. You know, ad nauseum. So let's not retread it too much. But sure. that's the reason why it became, and people kind of transferred. I think that reaction to the lack of Diablo 4 and and kind of projected it into thus is Diablo Immortal a betrayal of everything we stand for and we hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, then fine. If it turns out that the monetization scheme is uh, horrible, then fine. But maybe let's wait and see. And yeah, yeah I think people are going to be very... Uh, maybe not very surprised. I think a number of people are, I, there's a number of people who are saying, you know, it might be fine, but it's on mobile and I don't play games on mobile. Yeah. That's kind of silly, yeah. right? It's yeah. like you haven't played games on mobile yet because there hasn't been a game on mobile that you really liked enough to play it. That's the reason. It's not that you inherently detest mobile as a piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you do, I don't know, but that's a bit <laughs> weird. Like did, did, did mobile person hit your mom in when you were a kid uh <laughs> no so it's it's there there can exist a piece of software on mobile that you will enjoy and i think maybe diablo 3 is going to be that and yeah. um well, I'm more, if yes. you will allow me a, a little bit of a tangent i don't know if you want to close the segment a couple of years ago there were a lot of people who were reacting very ne- negatively to the idea of game streaming who were like oh it sucks it's never gonna be i'm never gonna do it and it's like you it's not going to replace your pc or your console it's not there to attack who you are in your identity and your masculinity it's just you know an alternative that you can use sometimes if you want and it's got if it works out well you might use it sometimes instead of downloading a 200 gigs game you just stream it for a little bit and see if you like it yeah. that's an option yeah. here it's a little bit of the same diablo immortal is not there to destroy what you stand for as a gamer it's just an option that is going to be there. And they're literally making Diablo 4, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. not like they're 
abandoning everything else. So um, yeah, that's my tangent. I think it's the same. And today, people don't hate on streaming, on game streaming, as much as they did before uh, a couple of years ago because they've seen it kind of works and it kind of, um, you know, it's it's useful to many people. Yeah, um, and that will just and keep that growing. Is and, be the same yeah, thing, because when th- things work, when they start to work, sometimes things are early and it's too early and we tend to downcry the stuff, but then somebody figures it out and then we move on. And I remember when somebody said to me, there's no way you're ever going to you know, listen to a whole album on on your phone, you can't download that on the on the data rate you have today. Well, guess what? That's freaking easy now. Like it's just not a big deal. <laughs> These things change. Basically, what we're saying is uh, progress happens and let it. <laughs> and if Diablo Memorial well, is part of that progress, great. If it's not, well, all right. You miss all the shots you didn't take. So yeah. you know, let them try. I think. I think the the takeaway from this is that we have had a lot of hope that one day someone's going to figure out how to make a mobile game in a way that is uh attractive to us pc and console gamers mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened yet not really even nintendo hasn't managed to do it right the, yeah. those games didn't really do as well as they would have hoped and i don't think many of us played them too much right blizzard is kind of i think the last hope for this yeah. like the traditional game developer it's the last one left the last one who's trying mm-hmm. and they're taking their sweet time and sure they're adapting it to mobile for sure but they're really making a genuine this is the the thought that i want people to uh take away from this entire way too long conversation okay (laughs) this is a real diablo this is not mini diablo it's not diablo light it's diablo and it's on your phone and you're going to have it with you all the time and some people are going to say oh but i have diablo 3 on switch come on be honest you have your switch with you all the time no like (laughs) no you do not you probably do not no and you don't have Um, the same battery life and there's a million other reasons why you don't always have your switch with you like it yeah, like there's a, there is a reason this is an exciting area and the reason that Blizzard has some passion for trying to get in there. So let's see if they can do it. Give yeah. them a shot. Yeah. Let's find out. Uh, battery life, it does, of course, drain it a little bit. I mean, that's sure. to be expected. Uh, but it runs on almost everything, including potatoes. Like it runs on phones. If you bought a phone like four, five years ago, this is going to run on it, oh, is wow. my understanding. Wow, that's great. Um, so that's that's pretty cool and it loads pretty fast as well so you can get in in 20 seconds do your thing for five minutes and then get out that's some so of the, that's also that blizzard polish coming through it's already. Cool. yeah that's good well uh, uh more as we know it i think it's really cool that you got to play it we'll uh, follow up on any kind of things you see during this technical alpha because uh, if you run into any like deal breakers or deal makers uh we'll report it here on the instance Patrick, thanks for hanging out with me for this brief moment. Uh, look forward to having you on the show proper. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, hey, Diablo Immortal, everybody. Eminent. Well, sort of eminent. It's coming. Nah, don't promise things. All right. Maybe. Go get Eminent, some, maybe. Get some real sleep. And we're back. Thank you, Patrick, for all those in- incredible details. And uh, I should have mentioned before, <laughs> if anyone out there is like, I don't want to hear a thing about Immortal, you, I could have warned you, just skip 40 minutes ahead and you can skip that entire conversation if you want to. But but I'm saying this now, so it won't matter. I'm going to have to go put it in post maybe. Anyway, uh, there's that. Hey, Garrett, uh, Ian Hazakostas, our best friend uh, to everyone because we want him to make the game we love, did an interview with Polygon. What did he have to say? Boy, 40 minutes this is the longest side quest ever. Uh, Ian did an interview with Polygon, as you mentioned, talking about the changes coming to Torghast uh, that we also touched on uh, uh, apparently over an hour ago. Uh, a couple of takeaways to mention here, uh, first of which is what's the problem? And the problem uh, was and, and, can, and somewhat still solo tanks and healers 
uh, were dominant in Torghast, hence the changes that came on December 15th, which in my opinion were terrible. Mm. Uh, Blizzard was ramping the difficulty, uh, uh, of course, uh, of the first few floors to avoid the trap where players would get to the final boss and realize they were in over their head and felt like they wasted their time. Uh, the beta didn't prepare them for player behavior on live servers, they said, uh, where players were hopping into layers that weren't uh, that they weren't geared for just to get soul ash, mm. which is what's happening now in the live game. Yeah. They also said that players are able to tell when a mythic raid is out of reach due to the gear that it dropped, but Torghast has no such metric, and thus this was a communication issue. I think, boy, God, I disagree with so much that was said in this. Um, if layer one was a normal dungeon, then layer six would be like a plus seven key, and layer eight would be a mythic plus 13 or plus 14. Jeez. Uh, they went on to talk about what the future goals are, and they want to reduce the length so it's not an hour-long grind, Please, God, get this in sooner than later. Uh, increase success rate for specs which are struggling. Make powers fun and diverse, not just a stronger version of your rotation. Uh, make it clear how hard a layer is supposed to be. Uh, so the uh, goal number one and two should be fixed in the coming days, while three and four are more long-term with Torghast lasting throughout all of Shadowlands. Mm. Um so I'm okay with most of this. Uh, the, the thing that just makes me go, oh, come on, is when they're like, uh, Torghast has no such metric uh, to know how hard it is, so it was a communication issue. I'm like, no, I think it's a game design issue. If you set a Soul Ash cap, and you're like, if you don't do the hardest damn thing you possibly can, you're not going to hit that cap. Yeah, You're just, you're, you're basically goading me to say, hey, beat your head against this for hours until you get the thing you know you can only get and you will fall behind permanently if you don't get it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. It, it, it is a design issue. Um, and they, I mean, at least they recognize what needs to be, what needs to be done. What my worry is this is going to end up being one of those aspects of the game that just goes in perpetuity of argument. Like, Blizzard will make a little tweak and and we're just going to be that wasn't enough and then they'll make another tweak and say that's not enough and I'm trying to think of a good system in like BFA that was like this but every time they tried to do something to islands to fix it it just felt like it just never it never nothing ever fixed it I think we're better shape here because the core idea of Torghast is solid. Yeah, it's solid yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time which is I don't, I don't think any one system in Shadowlands is inherently broken like uh, like Azerite was yeah. in BFA, like there was just no fixing that in my mind. I think it was just inherently a flawed system. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we have anything like that in Shadowlands. And, you know, I'll live. I will live not having Max Soul Ash. It annoys me, but I will live. I'll survive. Uh, whereas all of BFA, I was just like, can we just nuke Azerite armor from orbit, <laughs> abandon it entirely, and never speak its name again? Yeah. Like, so, like, my personal feeling on it is like, Shadowlands is in such a great place, uh, which, which, as you mentioned earlier, and I think I mentioned last week, it's like, this is so good that the little things really stick out. Yep. So, we're going to talk about those now. Well, one of them anyway. We're going to talk about travel for a second. And we've mentioned it before, but uh, there's been a lot, I don't know, a lot more. I feel like once you hit about Renown 9, you've kind of seen the world pretty much as much as you're going to see of it. And you've got your hand around it and you kind of know what's going on. It's around then that the inconsistencies and some of its failings as a traversable world are starting to show up for me. To me, it feels really broken right now in that way. And is at the very least, I would define it as very inconsistent. 
<laughs> Should I give you a hard time? Yeah, go ahead. I couldn't tell because the last 30 tweets on the instance account had nothing to do with the fact that you were not enjoying how hard it is to travel around the game right now. I mean, I, I really, yes, I have been publicly venting that for about a week. And so now I feel every time I fire up Twitter, yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow, Scott's uh, still really mad about uh, about travel. Well, some of it really annoys me. Like, for example, just bring back the whistle. What are we doing? Like that thing works as a functional device for the world quest portion of your journey in two previous expansions and worked really well so keep using that why are we not using that that makes no sense to me that there's no whistle this time especially given that there aren't a lot of flight paths now you could argue uh bastion is an example isn't isn't a gigantic uh continent space island thing it's not gigantic in in by the by the you know definition of say i don't know uh the freaking antler horn torn place what's it called high mountain high it's mountain? not like high, it's not like high mountain where where you know that's a much vaster space so i understand that but i still think it's just too damn far you got a, a world quest out in the middle of nowhere and for me to do anything for the next one i gotta ride back to a, a flight point at the very least and then flight point my way over to there and if those world quests are on a different covenant you're talking about get to a flight point get on that flight point adhere to whatever crappy path it takes get through Oribos, fly all the way through Oribos, and then fly all the way back out to Torgas, or to, uh, uh, let's say, I don't know, one of the other ones, doesn't matter, Maldraxxus, and then and then get all the way over to that thing, and then you're like, man, that I could have gotten up, eaten lunch, and taken three poops. Like, it takes, that stuff's taken way too long. So I have some idea, ideas on this. Whistle, bring it back. Flight paths, more of them. Just more of them. Not a ton, don't give them every five feet, but, you know, just a few, spot them around a little bit more. Maybe, just maybe, a single portal space in each covenant to take you to other covenants would be cool. Because right now, or at the very least, that you can portal to Oribos without having to fly there and do the whole interstitial like, ooh, I'm in the time wormhole thing right now part of it. Like, I like that stuff the first few times I'm, going, I'm flying through there and during the story stuff for sure. But now it is just a slog to fly anywhere. So let me let me have quicker paths back and forth. There's a way to balance that so it's not too easy and make it feel a little bit more I don't know, a little bit a little less like just inconsistent and and long for long sake, okay? Because right now it doesn't feel like I'm getting any benefit from that length. It's just like well, that'll be someone could take that comment out of context, but for me to get from Maldraxxus all the way to Revendreth is a freaking nightmare. And in the old days, olden times, it isn't so much. There might still be a big flight, but you could portal to Dalaran and then just fly down to the thing you want to go to. Like the, that, that path was much quicker. The Dalaran Hearthstone was short. Right now, if you want to uh, cheat the Hearthstone system, you got to hearth back to uh, Oribos, or some people, the way they're doing it is they're hearthing back to uh, the the portal room in Orgrimmar or in Stormwind, and then just immediately hop. Yeah, because well, you can do that with the guild cloaks, uh, which I currently have both of them in my bags. Right, they just have to be. So in your I bags, can go right? back to the portal room, and then I can jump to Oribos. So my Hearthstone is actually set to my Covenant Sanctum because I'm doing more there than I am in Oribos. Mm. And then I use the cloaks and also the Dalaran Hearthstone to get my butt back to Oribos through the portal room portals. Right, which is that works as a workaround at least every thirty minutes or whatever. Is that how long it is? 
Current Hearthstone. Uh, one cloak is four hours. One cloak is eight hours. The Dalaran Hearthstone is fifteen minutes. Okay, so there's yeah. So you're just kind of there's a rotation to try to maximize that. But that's such a workaround. It, that is not. Uh, a, yeah, it elegant. it doesn't. I, listen, I, I yeah, and and I'm and and we're probably gonna get twenty emails from engineers who are like, just get the wormhole. I'm like, I'm not changing my freaking profession <laughs> to get around obnoxious aspects of this expansion. That's yeah. not what I'm doing. That's yeah. not what I'm doing. Yeah. I know it exists. I get it. Sure. Just like how every time I mentioned Maldraxxus's abilities are lame, all the PvP peers are like, but it's so good. The bone shield's so good in PvP. I'm like, that's cool. That's not what I, that's not how I play this game. Right. Yeah. We understand somewhere, <laughs> so, somewhere, someone yeah. somewhere is loving this and that's great. And I don't, you know, again, yeah, it's, it's the, small, um, the small stuff sticking out because the big stuff is really hitting. And so that's why this stuff is bugging me, honestly. It wouldn't bug me, I think, as much otherwise. Yeah. But- it- Man, it, it has kept me out of Revendreth a lot. I don't go there unless I really need something from it. And do you remember um, how much you thought you were going to freaking live in Revendreth? You were going to live I there. I love you the gonna... zone, man. It's so cool. But yeah. it also sucks to get around. It is <laughs> the bad. worst. It's bad. It is so vertical. Yeah. Uh, you're either going out of your way to get a flight path because it's faster than waiting for the elevator or you're waiting for the elevator. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a it's weight uh, game in there and the, in a way that is very, again, that's the consistency thing I'm talking about that, that makes that zone feel exponentially harder to navigate than Ardenweald or any other zone. It just feels hard to get around in there in a way that is unique to Revendreth and makes me well, avoid every the place. zone too. What, what, what also irks me is every zone has that one section where like everything's elite and it's crammed full Yeah, and you just got to like run for your life and hope you don't get dismounted to get to the world quests that are for some reason tucked away at the farthest corner of the darkest region of the butt of this zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, why, why is this a thing? Yeah. You're not kidding. And there's, there was a, an elite that I needed to get, and it was down, I don't remember what zone I was in. It might have been Maldraxxus, but it was a similar thing. There's like a gauntlet of elites and really hard mo- and, and just tons of mobs, like an aggroable nightmare of mobs. And I'm I'm able to pop into freaking moose mode and not be unmounted even. And even then, I got killed three times trying to get through there. Because all I can do is mm-hmm. ground mount through that tunnel. There was no around it sort of method. So eventually, the way I did it is I hung around out of aggro distance in the front of that gate and waited for a bunch of players to come because I know other people want to get that content. And I waited for a wad of like five, six people to show up for this 40 man kill or 25 man kill. And then just followed them because they got all the aggro and that's how I got in. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird yeah, it's, thing. It's, it's another weird thing, right? Like I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world, but we you know we're a month in now. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm already feeling the, the world quest burnout. Where I'm just like, I, and it's not because I'm sick of doing the world quests, because honestly, I've been not spending nearly as much time in the other three zones as I have my covenant zone because they're just so prohibitively uh, annoying Mm -hmm. to travel around. Yeah. Um, So I actually still haven't seen a great deal of the world quests. Like the first few, like the first two weeks, I was like capping out my anima. I don't even know why. I have like nothing I could do with all that anima. Right. But, uh, I mean, now I'm kind of digging it because I don't need to worry about it as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I can just run all my mission. My mission table can always be going, and I never need to worry about anima. So like, yeah. it, it, it's not going to waste. But there's just this sense of, uh, well, it's, if it's not an Arden wield, I mean, is it going to give me a, a serious eye level upgrade, or do, am I running an anima? Then I'm I'm not really interfacing with it. I'm just kind of ignoring it and focusing on because there's there's still so much. It still takes a long time to do Torghast. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot of good reasons to be running dungeons right now 
like dailies and the mom. Dailies and the mom make me want to pick scabs and eat them. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like the mom. I I, I'm I'm gonna go to bat for the mom. I think that I I I I like the mom feeling oppressive. I, I, uh, I don't mind I the oppression. I don't even mind the eye of the jailer stuff. I don't mind that stuff. What I don't like is I just feel like it's scattershot. There's just a, again, more gauntlets to get through to get to where your stuff is. And it just feels like trash for trash sake. And I just don't like that feeling. Um, I mean, here's the thing. 9.1, we're supposed to get flying and we're, it's not tied to Pathfinder. Um, that's all good news no, because it's when, tied to renown, but they haven't said what level. Right. And that's a or problem if they're because, adding more renown levels, <laughs> right. because if it comes out and they and they're like surprise, fifty more levels of renown, yeah, it's really not that much different than surprise. Here's a whole new faction you have to grind to exalted with, yeah. Um, with the one exception that, like, so far, the way we've gotten renown is like just logging in every week and doing the quests that they give you. Like, it's not hard. It's not I hard. really like that renown. So at least so far, has just been. Hey, are you are you just playing the game? Yeah, you play somewhat some regularly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, here you do, go. Do so these like, blue? In that do these regard, blue? If you do your blue shield quests, you're pretty much moving on. Like you're getting good, and and that's where I'm enjoying the most out of this thing. That's where I'm having the yeah. most fun. I did that Bwamsamdi thing. Did you, I don't know if the non-horde people do that or not. Do you guys do that? I guess if you're in the yeah. you, if you do night yeah. fay you do it. I guess. About, oh, sorry, you, you're talking very specifically about the, one of the night fay quests. Yeah, where like you get to go three. hang out with him and talk to him. He sends yeah. you with a. That was mask. last week uh, that unlocked that for was me. Awesome, um, dude. Awesome. Yes, I, and I am playing alliance, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's so that's that. that's a covenant thing, but or, or you know part of the part of the overall. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything that's faction specific. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, now that I think about it, in Shadowlands, that was more. Well, that's definitely yeah. BFA was all about. Have you have you done this week's uh, for Night Fake? No, it's, not it's yet. also pretty pretty cool. Not yet. Um, I hope I'm there. It's soon. a little longer than I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, but uh, but it was it was, but it was cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, I really I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. It was just good to see him again, <laughs> and uh, I like the story. Oh yeah, have you done the dungeon yet? Uh-uh, I haven't done the dungeon yet. Oh, you haven't done the other side. Mm-hmm. How is, oh, it? is it? Good. Oh Scott, it's. It is well. Let's see. I guess you walked into it if you did that quest, so you saw the inside. I saw the inside of it. I did because that has got to be one of the coolest looking yeah. dungeons I have ever stepped foot inside. It looks pretty neat. I I meant to start queuing and stuff, and I didn't. And I also was supposed to run L- LFR this week. I had full plans. I was gonna get and in then, there. Oh my gosh, God, knock geez, it out! I know. Right, I know. I'm out of here. So that's why I wanted to. I was gonna ask you. Did you run? I assume you ran that wing. How'd it go? Yeah, I ran LFR. I got my best in slot protection warrior legendary recipe, and I also got a pretty decent damage trinket, so I'm happy with it. Nicely um, done. Nicely I couldn't done. believe it. I got in as a damage quicker than I did as a tank. Really? To give me any indication of how many damn people are running this thing. I mean, that's partly um, why I held off, because I was just like, I don't want to queue forever. Dude, I freaking- sat down Tuesday morning. I looked up videos. I opened a Google Doc. I made tank notes. What? And then I queued up and it's like, do you want to do damage? I'm like, I did all this studying the tank for no good reason. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, cause I remember doing it at the end of uh BFA. Yeah. I was in, uh, Nihilotha week one. Like it was actually kind of hard. You needed to know what you were doing as a tank and you need to be able to explain it to the other tank in case they didn't know what they were doing. So I, I made some notes then. Oh, nice. Um, so I did the same thing here, but I got thrown in as a, as a damage. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going over to fury. I don't have a legendary for this spec, but this is how this goes. Yeah, um, I've been trying to stay. And we wiped yeah. on all, on every boss, at least once, except for one of the bosses. We oh. one shot, I think the middle boss, we wiped on the first boss once and then we got it. One shot the second boss and then we wiped on the third boss once and then we 
got it the second time. Okay. Well, see, look at you putting in your doing your dues. That's what you did. Yeah. You I mean, as always, first week of a new wing is the best time to run it because that's when people have the most patience. Because um, like we were dying and then no one was flaming. Everyone was like, "Hey, this they, is what we did wrong. This is what we need to focus on." And yeah, I do like everyone that. pulled it together and did it right. You also you're also gonna have the most. Uh, well, like I said, you can, you can pop in there quicker with DPS than ever. So. So that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Here's what here's what I want. Renown nine or ten should be when we get our flying. They're not going to do that, but that's what I want. But we're already past that. I know. That's my point. Like that was where I hit, and I went. And I got a few emails about this this week, and a couple of tweets. They're like, it's right around nine or ten that you just feel like, yeah, I've 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 earned the right to fly now. Quit making me run so far, and if you're never going to give me a whistle, give me got to give me something. So make it be flying. And make it be yeah, around think, 10. They won't do it, I know, but I want them to. I think every expansion since, well, Cata, where they just got it so or so wrong, it was insane. No, no, I would say every expansion except Pandaria, I felt like we've gotten flying too late. Mm. Um, and so basically since Pathfinder started, I think yeah, they wait too long. I agree. I'm not against, I'm not inherently, because everyone's heard me go on Pathfinder rant, so everyone's like, oh, you know, you're just, you just want to fly from the beginning. I'm like, no, we had it in Cataclysm. It was terrible. That's not what I'm asking we for. We don't want that, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they yeah, swung uh, too in, far in, the other in direction. In Lich King, I liked that they designed two of the highest level zones for flying. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was part of the living experience. I liked it a lot in, in Lich King, and then in Pandaria, it was like, "Are you max level? Cool, you can now go get flying." Yeah, I also I loved liked the way in, that was done. I loved how but it was introduced it, it, in in uh, Burning Crusade because there were places in Burning Crusade that were part of like early zones, like Hellfire, that you couldn't get to until you got flying, and so it was just like extra feeling of of earning something because you not only were able to finally get flying train it afford it buy it have it now i can go up on these cliffs that i knew look something was fishy up there and there's all kinds of content and quests and shit up there that was great yeah i love that but like really when it comes down to pathfinder to me i think like most expansions i felt like two months in i've wanted to fly and it's it's always way longer than that yeah uh but shadowlands just because of what a pain it is to get around. I'm like, I'm, I'm a month in and I'm like, yeah, I, I could go for flying right now. Yeah. I'm ready right now. I would not, I would not mind if flying just came down the pipe tomorrow. But if they come out and go renowned 50, I'm a break something. <laughs> I don't think I can deal with it. <laughs> well, what if, I mean, you don't know though. Cause by then you might already be 50. That's a good like point. Renowned, like you said, has been coming pretty hand over fist. It's not like we're, I'm giving them the benefit know. of the doubt here. Like, and, and again, I, since this is all coming from a place of, I am still really having a good time here. Yeah. Like none of this is, I'm sure this episode's coming off kind of strong because I kind of feel like it's coming off a little strong, Maybe, but, maybe. um, I'm still, I'm just having such a damn good time, but there's just these, <laughs> there's so many things that are just like, yeah, sticking out and just like, why, know, why is it this way? Why, why can't I, I just, I'm, I do actually want to do everything like in BFA. I was just like, oh my God, I hate this Azerite system so much. I just yeah. give up. I'm, I know I'm not going to be current with it so i'm just not gonna go you know if i'm bored with world quests i'm just not doing them and that's how i played the game because i didn't want to do it anymore right um but in shadowlands i do i do i want to do everything and i want to work on alts because i want to see the other covenants and right now it takes like half my damn day just to do world quests Mm -hmm. and it's it's a little much it's a lot i realize i don't have to do them but i want to yeah and i feel like the game is telling me sorry you need to pick where your effort goes on a single tune. And yeah, I realize I'm the type of person that also goes play heroes and plays Hearthstone, but yeah, it's, well, I'll tell you what, it's a lot. I remember in BFA thinking, Oh, it's a lot to ask me to go down to the ship, talk to wiener boy and get flown over to Alliance town to do these other world quests today uh, that are not over on this half of the world in Zandalari town. 
boy, that's a bummer. That takes forever. Now I think maybe that was nothing. Because <laughs> some of these just simple need to get to Oribos takes forever. Or to get from Oribos, okay, here's a long one. To get to fly, let's say my cooldowns are all janked on Hearthstones and cloaks and stuff. I For me to go from Oribos to Ardenwield's um, Covenant Camp Zone thing, or whatever, you, what are they called? Covenant, whatever they are. Your little Sanctums. Pubs. Sanctums, thank you. For me to get from Oribos to Sanctum, it's nightmarishly long. It's not like it's because there's only one way in from Oribos and it's through that tree and you're just there you are. But it's like 90 percent down the continent that is Ardenwheel to get to the damn thing. <laughs> it's just dumb. That Listen, stuff is dumb. I, I realize, you know, a lot of our focus here has been on like we understand there's ways around it, but it doesn't seem straightforward or like particularly great game design. And that's why we're, we're not we're not giving it its due. Yeah. Now's the point, Scott, where I do really want to sell you on get all your cloaks. If you for some reason you banked your dollar on Hearthstone, which it sure as shit sounds like you did. No, I have it. Um, I have it get so. it out. Yeah. Uh, because it takes so long, even just to get around zones that you're currently questing in, you will have surpassed 15 minutes at some point. So back to Dalaran, through the portal, to the portal room, back to Oribos. Go from Oribos to where you need to fly. Ugh. I'll do it. I, I, listen, I know it. I know. But. For All the right. sake of the listeners who are like, it's not that bad, Scott. All and right. also Fair for enough. our own integrity, because we've been saying, well, the my other complaint is it just takes so long to get around each zone. It's like, <laughs> if that is true, which it is, yeah. your hearthstones are off cooldown. So set your main hearthstone to your damn covenant sanctum. Yeah. And then use Dalaran hearthstone and your guild tabards to get yourself back to the portal rooms. Also, can they let be more consistent about where you can mount in uh, Oribos on the main floor, please? <laughs> they don't want you you crowding around the vendors and and the uh, and uh, Bolvar. Totally fine with that. Yeah. Here's what they should do: not let us ride. Also, there you're at a night fae, man. You can yep. be in your uh, no, blue I fox form the whole time. I get that, but here's what you do in there. And well, I can go cat too uh, as a druid. So oh, yes, for you're a druid. What do you? I'm sorry. All right, never mind. Everybody, you can just stop listening to anything, any complaints Scott has about. Oh, why are you? Wait. Hold up. <laughs> Listeners at home, did we just find the rarest mofo on the planet? I think we found the only druid on Earth that doesn't love the Maw yeah. because of the, the sense of superiority the Maw no, gives you're druids. Not, you're not Everyone wrong, else but- is like, oh, the Maw takes so long, and every druid just comes out of the woodwork. Oh, you should have played a druid. Ah! Yeah, but what does, the, that, uh, what does that tell you, it's though? It's the nipple-rubbing cable employee <laughs> South Park bit. That's druids in the Maw right now. Yeah, but what what that tells you how truly bad it is to travel around in there because if a druid's complaining <laughs> just imagine how bad it is for everybody else is what I'm listen i'm not a druid I'm, I'm a warrior i have no movement speed increases i am a night fay but that is not long enough for the maw no um but uh i like it i get what they were going for with the maw and i sure. think they nailed it like uh and i and i realize you know i've seen people complaining they're like oh, they invented a problem and then they're solving it because you can get portals you can unlock portals eventually in the that's maw that's true yeah. But I'm like, that's just, that's just game design. At the end of the day, you don't need to be playing World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft is a problem that's been invented for you to solve. Like, Yeah. I mean, that so stuff's, that's, that stuff's progression. I, and that's the yeah, game's always had Yeah, and to me, it. the Maw is the place where I've, it, it has, I've felt the progression and, and it feels good. Like, yeah. I am spending less time in the Maw. It is going faster. And I am noticing my increase in power. Whereas in all of the other zones where I'm doing world quests, you know, whether it's Arden Will, whether it's Bastion, whatever, I'm killing things faster, but I'm still taking just as damn long to walk to the next thing I need to go do. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas the Maw, because, it's, you know, I think it, it's still, there's hard enemies to kill. 
you know, the combat feels meaningful. And so the, the travel doesn't stand out as much to me in the mall. Plus I unlocked like the harpoon thing and that thing, my God helps so much out there. Well, grats on the incredibly deep cut South park nipple rubbing reference. Well done on that. That was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good episode. It's pretty good. All right. We're going to do something a little bit new today. And it's this. It is with optimism that I address you today. I'm going to give you a mod of the week. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking at mods again, trying to figure out my Where's mod Patrick? strategy. Yeah, you think he'd be here. Wee wee, poo poo. You just here. recorded a thing with Patrick and you didn't have him do mod of the week. Nope, I didn't. I should have. Why didn't we do that? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk to him. Instead, I had Sire Butthole say it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to talk today about Rare Scanner, a mod I use now. Uh, it's an add-on you've probably seen in the top 10. It's probably not that unusual for a lot of you, but if you have missed it or never heard of it, it's a World of Warcraft mod that detects whether a vignette has appeared in the minimap. All right, a vignette is a little icon added in the 5.4 patch that appeared as a skull or a rare or with other icons for events and treasures on your minimap. So you may have heard of all that since then. 5.0 was what? Uh, Pandaria? Whatever it was. Anyway, since 7.0 <laughs> patches appeared as a star. Anyway, rare scanners appear, or rather, excuse me, displays a button in the middle of your screen with the name of the rare found and a little mini uh, miniature of said rare and a bar with the loot that drops from that rare. Uh, and what rare, you know, whether it's rare loot or not, it would be, I guess, from the rare. Um, anyway, at the same time, it plays, it plays an alarm sound, so it can warn you when you uh, aren't at your computer. You can click on the button and it will add a skull over the NPC and target it to make it easier to find. I like stuff like this. It's a little bit of easy mode, but I like to be reminded I'm when I'm installing it right now because I've never used it before. Oh, yeah, it's very good. I recommend it. Well, uh, I, I have one I'm passionate about. Would you like me to wait, save it for next week or just uh, tell you now? Uh, actually, hold on to it because um, I want to make it a regular thing and we'll, we'll do one a week. So hold on to that. Okay. Anyway, remind we'll, me next week because okay. I'm not used to adding this in. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, we'll watch cool. that next week. So be here or be square. All right, check this out. Time for us to play rapid fire questions where I ask Garrett a question, set of questions that were submitted by you at the instance.net slash questions and uh, or question rather. And uh, he did the same for me. Got him on Twitter via hashtag, which is I forgot. What's the hashtag? <laughs> it's rapid fire Scott. Oh, rapid fire. Scott. Hashtag rapid fire Scott. And I'm actually running out of them. Oh, so get some in then, guys. Make a now. tweet. Put rapid fire Scott in a hashtag. I have got a, a filter set up for it on my tweet deck. I see them all. None, none, go, none escape the eye of the Garrett Jailer. No. I do not have a hole in my chest. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, it just occurred to me that eye of the Jailer thing is basically a Sauron thing, isn't it? That's what it is. Wow, Scott. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Look how long it took I me to also, I've been now. rewatching Lord of the Rings, so it's kind of been fresh in my mind. <laughs> I forgot all about that. All right. Anyway, sorry. Continue. So, Oh yeah, that's uh, the hashtag. Yeah. Rapid Fire Scott. It's not just my wrestling name in high school. It is an actual hashtag. And we're... <laughs> We're good to roll. Here are your questions that were provided to me to ask you uh, today. And here they are. Uh, we each have six of them. Starhammer on Magtheridon says, have you ever farted in the workplace in front of a coworker? If so, please explain in detail, says this person, not me. I don't want to. Um, if I'm certain I have, but yeah. in terms of explaining in detail, it must not have been that memorable because I don't freaking know. All right, that's good. It's actually a better answer than not. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a correct on that. I have uh, had, uh, uh, I have distinct memories of employees complaining after I used a restroom. <laughs> well, we've all dropped our bombs at, at different times. <laughs> Benjen on Blades Edge says he's in the chat today. Benjen, how you doing? Anyway, who is the real villains in Shadowlands, and why is it the Ascended? What do you think of that? Um, 
I, I hate. I, I have a pet peeve for questions asked in that way. Oh, yeah. And, like and why that, is yeah. it blank? I want to do anything but actually react to your question. It's your rebellious um, nature. It's your punk. So rock I'm going to go with attitude. it's uh, flight masters because those bastards could spread out a little more. I freaking agree. Uh, Val Terry on Earthen Ring says, Garrett, would you rather spoil the end of Shadowlands for Patrick or make Scott do Fortnite dances for TikTok while wearing a scarf? Oh, man. Uh, I would definitely rather spoil the end of Shadowlands for I Patrick. Would, I'm glad you answered that way because I don't if, want if, to. If for no other reason than I, it's because I truly believe he will never actually see it himself. There you go. Uh, this is all true. <laughs> Next up, we have Bane on Stormcastle. Or Storm, Storm Scale, rather. There is no Stormcastle. He says, all I want is a power... Uh, excuse me. All I want is a proper cup of coffee made in a proper coffee, coffee copper pot. How about you? I think he was just trying to trip me up, but you can answer if you want to. <laughs> and it works. I, you know, I uh, I have recently started doing the slow pour thing, but it, it ain't no copper. No, I, I ain't got time for that. Correct. Correct. Uh, next question from Dark Main on Silver Moon. Dark Saber or Frostmorn? I know. This is like Frostmourne. asking... Oh really, Frostborn? Still? Frostborn, without even blinking. I mean, I think from a per, from a hmm, Frostborn can command a lot of business. I don't think the Dark Saber is that very a cool design. I don't actually like it that much. Well, plus it's, it's just a, probably, it's one of my least favorite lightsaber designs. Right, but, it, but you even just said it. Kind of, it's a lights. It's another lightsaber. It's a it's a different design. It's got this voidy black yeah. thing going on, all that stuff, yeah. but. At the end of the day, it's By the way, just the, uh, last week's episode, uh, the ignition, when, when a certain character, or sorry, I guess it was two weeks ago, hmm. when a certain character in a cape that we might recognize from Breaking Bad ignited the, the Darksaber, it looked like someone uh, controlled Teed in Photoshop. Oh, right. And uh, didn't hold down shift. Like, it looked like it just squashed from the tiniest version of its shape to the f- size it should have been. <sighs> it's the worst effect in the history of the Mandalorian, and it made me really angry. I kind of have to agree. I didn't it's like that. It's horrendous. Yeah, there was that moment. I, there was a moment where I noticed that and went, ugh. And I was I like, I, listen, I do a lot of videography nowadays. I do not do special effects. I could have done that better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I could have as well. That was really bad. Uh, Frostborn also can command a giant undead army, so. Okay, yeah. yeah. Dude, I want to I want to take people's souls. Yeah, I get you. Uh, final question. We have Sorkman on the garage server. He says, chili dog or corn dog? Uh, corn dogs are the worst thing ever. So, uh, chili dog, please. Whoa, Thank you. hold on now. Worst thing ever. Uh, the judges say no. Uh, there are worse things than corn dogs, but I would still take a chili dog over a corn dog as well. I mean, this is this is a, a an age old fight between uh, my wife and I because she loves corn dogs, but I I detest them with a, a dark a, a deep dark region of my soul. I could I, hate them. I could kill a box of corn dogs. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. Uh, all right. Well, I'm with your wife. Uh, now the tables have turned. The shoe is on the other foot. Ask me your questions. Uh, das Herg wants to know if 2020 were a raid, what raid would it be, Scott? <laughs> uh, what raid did I really hate? <laughs> um, oh, what was the one in... Was it BFA? Hold on. Or Warlords. No, it's Warlords. What's the one with all the fire in it? <laughs> There's one, early, the early, the big... Black Rock me. Foundry? Yes, I hated Foundry. Hated it. Oh, Foundry was kind of cool. No, no, no. I mean, I love the look of it and the idea of it and all the stuff. Like, the, the, the tone of it is rad. I thought the mechanics of that raid sucked. I hated it. Did not enjoy mm. it. Yeah, I fell off of that raid. I didn't like it. I, th- I, th- I still to this day think High Mall is one of the worst raids I've ever played. High Mall had so much, like... 
don't know. They were trying something different there with High Mall. I liked High Mall. Yeah, was, everything was brown and rocks. Yeah, also like, Siege oh, of Orgrimmar is a pain in the ass. So any of those work. Yeah, Siege of Orgrimmar is kind of cool, though. Yeah, it has its moments. I mean, it's clearly the Plague Wing from Naxxramas, but yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. All right, I answered that correctly. How about number two? <laughs> uh, at Chase D. Moore wants to know, what covenants would Frog Pants House join in real life? In real life, if these existed? Uh, yeah. Uh, probably still Ardenweald, I think. <laughs> I think that's our vibe. We're not, you know, we're not... We need, we need f- okay, all right. So Ardenweald, um, let's, uh, what, what, uh, what about like uh, Brian Ibbett? Where would he go? Oh, I think he'd also do Ardenweald. Uh, Tom Merritt. Bastion. Doing rapid fire within a rapid fire. Yes, okay, me. Yeah, you. Uh, Doesn't matter what I actually picked. Revendreth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that all, all tracks, checks. Right? That all checks out. Yeah. There's a. There's a. Yeah. There's only four, but there feels like there's a covenant for everybody's personality type. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I dig it. If it's a pretty I dig good. it. Maldraxxus uh, if, if I'm in a bad mood, but generally, yeah. <laughs> Uh, at Ostentaneous wants to know, do you regret buying the last gen console version of Cyberpunk instead of the PC version? Uh, no, because I was uh, I ended up getting a code for the PC version. So as of today, I have the PC version, which is where I'm going to play it. And the console version, I've decided since Microsoft announced today, just like PlayStation did a few days before, they're going to allow refunds. So I'm going to refund the console version. And so what ended up happening in the end is I got the better version, the PC version, for free. So I have no regrets about anything. I'm good. <laughs> no regrets, baby. Scott is a realist. That's right. That's what I like about you. <laughs> uh, at Critigree asks, it's Activision Investors Day and Blizzard are announcing an original series based in the Warcraft universe. What is the weirdest, most niche series they could announce? Oh my gosh, dude. I mean, By the way, Critigree e- actually wanted to know 10 series, and I was like, no, I'm editing this. That's too many. That's too many, yeah. You could, that's the problem is there's so many possibilities, and I don't want to just go to this, you know, someone's going to say Hogger, and no, we don't want Hogger. Because um, that's just a funny thing to say. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say like a the, a the Society of Murlocs. Oh, someone in the chat just said Murlocs. I'd say a Society of Murlocs, kind of like, you know, not Smurfs, but a similar thing, where it's sort of a hierarchy, and there's a King Murloc, and <laughs> It's all animated. We're going to animate this thing, and it's going to be goofy and for kids, and that's what I want. Like the uh, those those two uh, live action Ewok movies they made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like the that, worst except- child actors on God's green earth hanging out with people in Murloc costumes. Yeah. Except good. Except good. I want it to be good. I don't want to waste it and be bad. So yeah, Man Crick's uh, at- close second. Nice nice call there. Anyway, Ad fixing no one wants to know what was your favorite Wow Celebrity commercial. Um. I assume the new one even counts as a, as a candidate because there's a bunch of celebrities in it. Um, gonna go with uh, oh geez, I gotta re- remind myself who was, who did those besides Shatner. Oh, Mr. T, the Mr. T one. I like that one. Mm, I like the Ozzy Osbourne one. Oh, that was good too. Yeah, I like how much his undead character actually looks like him. <laughs> yeah, the war. There's a way to make a warlock in the undead that looks just like Ozzy, and they knew it, so they used him for it. But I'm pretty sure I liked. Pretty sure I like the one with the Mr. T the most because I don't know Mr. T you can't go wrong yeah alright final one at A Matt Brandt and uh, as always I will end with the hardest hitting question Scott great Matt wants to know how much chewing can we expect from you on this week's There Will Be Dungeons <laughs> alright I'll admit it I usually mute the microphone but you know I'll get a bowl of sunflower seeds or 
D&D for me is snack time. It always is. So it's hard for me not to sort of fiddle eat while I'm playing. But I can tell you that this week's There Will Be Dungeons will feature zero chewing on my part. None. Zip. Nada. Because I have a dinner thing after that I have to like save myself for. Dude, uh, tabletop role playing is absolutely for snacks. Yeah, and we've like, said this on the 100%. show. One hundred percent. We early said this on that show. We said just so everyone knows, sometimes people are going to be eating or drinking or whatever they're going to do. That's just how this is. So D and D snack. It's baby. a real live play. None of this fake, super well edited live play. Yeah, that's garbage. Nobody does that yeah. and lives. All right. Well done, everybody. Yeah. Great questions. Please keep those coming because we love them. Now this. Mr. Johnson, I have I have questions. Well, Mr. Metz and I have some answers. Uh, people sent us an email via theinstance at gmail.com. You're all encouraged to do it as often and uh, as much as you want. And you can ask us any kind of hard question you want. I got this one from Woody who says, Hey guys, wanted to chime in on Scott's complaint about mythics. One of the things that Disney parks do very, uh, do very well is theming. Uh, they try and make everything feel like it can be a natural place in the park or piece of the park. They integrate the mechanics of the park into the theme and blend the two so the experience is as as, as as immersive as possible. This is something Blizzard has done poorly when it comes to the mythic. The mechanics uh, of the experience don't feel like they're part of that experience, and I think that's what Scott was picking up on. Thanks for the show. Keep up the good work, Woody. That is exactly what I'm saying. Don't like just what feels like random affixes in that environment. What I like is something that feels like the world's been messed with. So why I like the Mimiron button was because it was in the world. You had to make a choice to use it. In, in essence, the effect is sort of the same, but I, I like that it's determined based on the theming of that place. And the Disneyland comparisons are a really good one. So you nailed it, Woody. I, I think you're both nuts and are missing the point entirely. I disagree. I think you could take affixes and dungeons and you could say, this one's caused because you killed that guy first. He's my son. Now you're in real trouble. And then and then everything gets harder or whatever the hard thing it's is. supposed happens. to change every week and be dungeon-wide. And you're describing hard mode for bosses. This is something that affects an entire dungeon. Uh, right. It is, this is this is apples and rockets that they are comparing. <laughs> this could not be more un, unlinked. Why couldn't they be themed? To the to the dungeon you're you're in. Why couldn't it? You, dude, do you know what an ask that is? So you can either just design a bunch of affixes that can be blanket applied to to an entire dungeons, or uh, you then need to multiply that by however many dungeons currently exist in the game. Mm, that's a fair point. Maybe there's a it's there's a huge a, ask. There's of, a wor- uh, there's a workflow time. problem here. I guess I'm not considering. But yeah, but but I I still say he's right as to what bugs me. He's right. It's just not very fixable. And I, yes, yeah. I I'm not confused as to what's bothering you. I'm confused as to why it's you're linking it to this. Yeah. Like like I I'm I'm with you on the old wire hard modes were the best ever. They yeah. were so cool. Yeah. Uh but to me they have no relation to mythic plus affix, affixes. Well, there you have it. The final word is I'm wrong about a thing that does bug me. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I, I see the link. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't think you're completely nuts, no. but I'm just like, it's, it's, it's different. And, and also like, I don't know. I'm trying to think about the realistic implications of being like, I want lore ramifications for each and every affix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, all right. 
There's the show. Hey, a reminder, uh, the show is supported by you, fine folks at home. And if you're wondering how to do that, you go to theinstance.net and sign up for it. It's a little custom thing we made. Gives you lots of benefits, including last week, y'all got a bonus show about Star Wars stuff. And uh, the only way you got it was supporting us over there. So go check it out. That's theinstance.net. As usual, we have other projects going on. We'd like to give everybody a chance to mention those. Garrett, what's going on on amove.tv schedule? Oh, all of the things, but there's a new WoW killer out, uh, and we uh, did a lot more Torghast talk. Uh, Taliesin and I talked about what was what, what was what was eating at us in Torghast, and uh, it's not just the dogs that are actually eating us. Um, so you should go and uh, and check that out. Um, and uh, everything else that I moved out TV, lots of Hearthstone updates this week. So I'll also give a shout out to Angry Chicken. So go oh, yeah. subscribe to those. Shows. The angriest of chickens. Uh, go check that mm-hmm. out. Uh, as always, there's plenty going on in the Frog Pants Network. If you're looking for comics and shows and other stuff, it's all there. Go check it out, frogpants.com. And we'll, uh, so it looks like we're going to be off next week because it's the day after Christmas. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, next week is actual Christmas. Actual Christmas. So we're not going to be here next week, but we will it's be. Christmas Day. Well, and we probably won't be here for New Year's either, but um, I think what will happen is. There may be some extra stuff up. If I get a chance to talk to Greg, for example, I will put up. I will put up that that interview as a separate thing. If that yeah, give happen, me, a, give me a, okay. give me a poke on a weird day, man. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll just throw something together. You're bored? You get, you got, you got some wow crap rattling around your brain. You want to talk about? Give me a poke. Sure, we'll get on and say, I still wish I could fly, and then you guys will get it. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see <laughs> how it goes. That's what the episode's going to be called? Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for hanging out with us, for being here. Uh, we love hanging out with you guys. We hope you like hanging out with us, especially all you guys that showed up. Uh, today to be here live because live is better than dead and uh, we love having you here so stay alive stay good stay, places. stay healthy uh, all those things and look forward to a future that involves us meeting again here at the uh, cornerstone of our lives known as the instance that's going to do it for us for me for Garrett for Patrick we'll see you next time part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com.